Hello everyone, this is Marcel Reyes and welcome to episode 2 of the Revealing Ourselves podcast. In today's episode, we're going to be talking with Clara Dowden, a 14-year-old that lives in the conservative suburbs of Dallas, Texas. Despite her young age, Clara has already traveled to 10 different countries, 14 states, and 11 national parks. You might like this episode if you're interested in learning how COVID-19 affected the learning experience of young teenagers. Clara's experience in her first protest, a Black Lives Matter protest in San Francisco, and some of the differences between Brazil and the U.S. Please welcome Clara Dowden. Clara, how are you doing today? I'm great, Marcel. Thank you for having me here. So Clara, just so we can start on a very um, interesting perspective, how do you feel being a student that is still having to have remote classes instead of in-person classes? Um, how does that feel for you? Well, obviously nobody expected it to be like this. In the beginning, we weren't very comfortable or well aware of the situation and how it was going to be for us in the long run. But I personally would say that it has been a really cool experience, honestly, learning online and in person while also having to wear a mask and follow a lot of procedures. Whenever I think of my days at school and I think now, man, all of a sudden I'll have to go to school if I, if I was your age, right? Like I'll have to go to school and instead of doing that, I'll actually have to sit in front of the computer for hours. I get really scared. Like I always think, oh, thank God I'm not on that age bracket anymore i don't have to to have these obligations but did you mm -hmm. see this last year once you and your friends were sent home like what was the mood at that time can you tell us a little bit more about that well yes i can obviously in the beginning it was like woohoo no school we get to be at home it was just like we've been going to school our entire lives and we don't have school yeah you know it's for funny. an extra week of spring break yeah but then the extra week of spring break kept on becoming months and then not going to school until summer or like the end of summer, you know? Mm -hmm. So obviously in the beginning, like I said, it was super fun. But then whenever it started getting a lot more serious, it became a lot more scarier. Like a lot of places over here. So at my school, you either had the choice of learning online remotely or you could go in person so but choosing between those two options you can either maybe risk yourself or you know learn remotely are you concerned with covid Claire, personally personally yes i am very concerned i'm super concerned about where it has started and how it is going now because what it's been a pretty much a year mm-hmm Almost Since it's happened. Yeah. yeah, almost a full year. And it's crazy what has happened in that whole year. All right, Clara, thank you so much for the answers on the COVID situation and the perspective of a 14-year-old going to school during the COVID pandemic. Now, I definitely want to touch base on a different topic here that I think is as important as the COVID situation, which is your first protest in your life. Can you tell us a little bit more what was that protest and why did you decide to go um, and protest for that cause? Well, it was a Black Lives Matter protest held in San Francisco, California, which I went to with you and my sister Lorena. Mm -hmm. And what was like your biggest impression, you know, since seeing that there was a lot of people, they're all wearing masks and, and they're still spread apart. But like just seeing that there were so many people with that 
common cause like how did that make you feel like what, what was something that you feel like you always remember being there um at that age what was very memorable was just hearing everybody use their voice and how powerful we all sounded using our voice you know mm-hmm. and yeah just people sticking up for what's right and what matters you know yeah and i imagine that black lives matter was not a topic that all of the students at at your school would agree on considering Mm -hmm. that it became a very political topic in some households because they started associating with the left and the right liberals versus conservatives did Mm -hmm. any of your friends express concerns for you going to that protest like did you receive any backlash for posting a picture about it or something like that yes i actually did get some backlash especially from a person who i thought was my friend but clearly is not Mm -hmm. so i just let him down gently you know telling him because he commented on something and i told him hey that's not right this is a serious thing happening and you commenting on it you know like trying to push me down Mm -hmm. it's not something you should be doing especially on a serious topic like this yeah no and i think i think having this approach is always the best approach right like when you still can be nice and and also not let people let you down as well right yeah for sure and a question that your friend asked me um to ask you is actually how do you feel regarding other conservatives around you do you have any negative sentiments because of their political views well personally i do have some friends you know that are conservative And, you know, everybody has their own beliefs and stuff, and I'm not going to let it ruin our friendship, but if you argue about it with me, and you know, and you make it a huge thing, even though it really doesn't have to be, then that's where the line is drawn, or where you draw the line. What would be something that a friend of yours might say that you feel, look, I I can't discuss this because this is very important to me for example i think something that you might relate to is you have an, a, a brazilian mom and an american dad right yeah how does it make you feel when people say they want to kick immigrants out of this country well obviously it very it's very hurtful and it hits me really hard because mm-hmm. like you said i have a mom that came from brazil whenever she was very young you know not speaking the language in this country not knowing anybody not even having that much money and it was very hard and a bunch and i mean a bunch of other families probably had it that way or worse as well so it's definitely not something that should be joked about or anything because it is very serious and it is something that happens honestly on the daily no yeah i I totally agree with you i feel that the work that a lot of people regardless if they have documents or not or or immigration Mm -hmm. status here in in the u.s it's sometimes overlooked when Mm -hmm. a lot of people don't realize how how the u.s would actually break if it was not by the work of these people so thank you so much for for standing up for your mom and all the work that she had to do to to get to where she is today of course. Um, and on that topic, I'd love to learn more about what's your perspective growing up in a household with an American father and a Brazilian mom? Because most people, they 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 can't have that privilege, right? Like they only have parents sure. usually with the same nationality, the same cultural values. 
Yeah, I, I'm i really glad you brought up this topic because it's been really something exciting that I wanted to talk about. I feel like if I was in one of my cousin's shoes and they came and visited me in America, they would be lost, but honestly, I feel like they would like it a lot. Yeah, it's just whenever like I'm in Brazil, I feel like I'm Clara 2.0. Like my life over there is way different. Everything I do like on a day-to-day basis is super different. And in Brazil, everybody's door is wide open. Like you can walk in whenever and you know, you can't really do that over here. And what what does it mean Clara 2.0? Cuz I love that phrase. Like what what is it Clara 2.0? Clara 2.0, it's kind of like, you know, I don't speak English at all because nobody over there really speaks English. Yeah. I'm more free. I'm you not like so. That yes, I really do because over here, you know, I'm a teenager. I'm a teenager, you know, I uh-huh. stay in my room on my phone. But in Brazil, that's not the case. I'll go to the plaza at night with my cousins, we'll play soccer, ride on motorcycles, ride our horses, go to the farm. You know, milk the cows, feed the goats, climb trees, just like be adventurous and wild. Because, you know, growing up, it's like you play on the block with your friends, but then we all grow up and everybody, you know, just wants to sit in their room all day. And talking about friendships, because we have we had two questions regarding friendships that I'm going to work it a little bit. Um, what would you like to say to your best friends right now if they're listening to us? Hey guys, I love you. You're, <laughs> y'all are honestly the reason, like, who I am today, you know. My friends have a huge part in, like, the person I am today. And, and on that note, what are the values that these friendships transmit to you that you consider it's so important, right? Like, why mm-hmm. does that friendship matter so much to you? To me, it's really all about communication and like trust because if I you know have a friend that doesn't like to tell me things or like if there's something wrong you know and like I'm doing something wrong they don't say anything they're just like oh it's fine it's nothing you know yeah like it's not good communication and I can't work on it to be a better friend because they're not telling me that you feel the best way to develop a friendship with you is just to be open for sure yeah just be open be mindful don't hold things in you know and let me ask you a, a different question now regarding this topic if someone is listening to us right now and they always wanted to befriend you they, they always thought you were cool but they weren't sure how to approach you what mm-hmm. would be the best advice if someone wants to be your friend like how how should they approach you i mean honestly just you know just ask be like Hey, think you're super cool. Like, we should hang out sometime. I don't know. Think you're super cool. That's nice. I'm going to start saying that to people and see their reactions. I hope it's good. But <laughs> okay. I'm glad I'm already friends with you. Um, <laughs> okay, cool. I have a question from your sister, Lorena Oliveira. She's asking, Clara, how should millennials talk to Gen Z to get them to be real and deep? What is the best approach from different generations to really connect with you and your friends? Like, what would you say for our listeners to give them advice if they have a younger sibling, if they have a young, a young cousin, and either their parents or themselves feel a little bit challenged in 
really getting to them, really being able to communicate with them? Mm-hmm. Well, that's a really great question, you know. Glad you liked it. Well, I can't say that every person is the same, mm-hmm. but I really like whenever, like, my parents or, you know, you or my sister, like, want to learn all, like, my slangs and stuff mm-hmm. and learn, like, how I talk because it just makes the conversation a lot more fun. And obviously can go very deep as well. So do you feel that the best way that they can really connect and and have open conversations is to put at least some effort to try to understand what what does your generation like? What types of slangs do they use and why? Yeah, for sure. Maybe understand some memes, right? Like they need to be open and willing to also dedicate some effort to understand how you guys think. Yeah, exactly. Exactly what I was going for. What are the things that you're most proud about each of your parents? Well, starting off with my dad, just everything he's done for me and my mom, you know, because he has done a lot for us and I'm very appreciative towards him, mm-hmm. making me into the young woman that I am mm-hmm. and just showing me the world in like a whole different way and like with my mom you know she fought her way to come to america Mm -hmm. you know for her children and stuff and for a better life you know so i'm very grateful that she did that because i always think about it i'm like if my mom would have never came to america i probably wouldn't be here right now feels that there's always some joy in your voice when you talk about that right Mm -hmm. yeah that's super cool. I'm very, very glad you brought these this two great examples up. All right. So yeah. now um, our last two questions regarding current life and events. And then we're going to move up to our two next segments. What is your gift and what is your passion? Sounds good? Mm-hmm. Okay. So I know that a lot of young teenagers are completely obsessed with TikTok. A lot of people from my generation thinks TikTok is super cool, but also super cringy in terms of making a TikTok. Like a lot of us feel like, oh, it's going to be a little bit embarrassing. How can we do that? Because we grew Mm -hmm. up in this curated Facebook, Instagram experience. You can't really express yourselves. You have to do what social media is telling you. Why are your generation so obsessed and loves TikTok so much? I don't, honestly, I really do not know. It's just a really nice getaway, you know? Mm-hmm. You come home from a long day at school, you go lay down your bed, just watch TikToks. You know, it's like an escape from reality. You see all kinds of different contents, you know? You have funny videos, dances, you can learn with your friends, like everything about it. It's like whole different topics. And you can choose what topics to watch. It's just a positive experience overall. Yeah, for sure. And do you feel that all the travels that you did were able to, like, broaden your perspective? What kind of advice would you give to people that never left their country? They never did an international travel. Well, advice that I would give you is try to push yourself to maybe reach that point, you know? Mm -hmm. and to get out of the country at least once in your life because it is truly an incredible experience just to see other people's life Mm -hmm. and how they are 
you know, and how they're living their lives. Like I said, whenever I go to Brazil, everybody's life is so much different over there. Yeah. And Clara, now moving to your second segment, tell us about your gift. I would love to learn what is your gift. Well, I have to say that my biggest gift would probably be just like having deep conversations, you know, and helping people with whatever they go through and just like being there and their support, I guess you could say. Clara, what would you advise people that might not have this gift? Like, how can they have meaningful conversations with others? Like, can you maybe share some advice on on how people can try to develop that a little bit better? Yeah, for sure. You know, just never be afraid to open up. And you don't always have to open up about something very serious. But just always be open to listen to what other people have to say Mm -hmm. and just think about anything that you say that could potentially help them or make them feel better about the situation they're in or even about themselves. Do you find it's easy for you to open up? Yes, honestly, I really do find it easy. And I find myself in some situations to where I open up about as like a lot more stuff than I intended to open up about. If that makes sense. What is a good tip you can give to people like me that have a hard time opening up? Like, how, how can I develop that a little bit better? You know, not a lot of people can really control their fear or their shyness. But just, like, take a deep breath. Know that, no, even if you have this sudden feeling in your body that people are judging you or anything, know that nobody's judged. Mm-hmm. And even if they are judging you and it's very noticeable then they're clearly not worth it if that really makes sense Mm -hmm. no it does and you know yeah yeah i think that's great advice thank you so much i'll definitely try to remember that the next time that i feel a little bit intimidated about opening up because um i don't usually like being vulnerable around strangers and and people that i Mm -hmm. don't have the trustworthy relationship but I guess that's the only way you can build a relationship, right? It's being vulnerable with others, right? Yeah, for sure. And you never know, like, somebody, something, a person, even a stranger could say to you could really change your whole perspective on everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What is the last time a stranger changed your perspective? Well, it was actually in a show I was watching that you and my sister introduced me to called Black Mirror. Oh, wow. That's a great show. Yes, it is. <laughs> and I've rewatched this episode so many times just based on that life lesson. It was the episode called Nosedive. I really mm. recommend watching it because it's very good. Don't try so hard to fit in because you're perfect the way you are pretty much, you know? Yeah, yeah. I think that's a very good lesson, especially yes. to a young audience that is starting to go into puberty and like, going to high school you're gonna have so much that sort of standards yeah standards and and people not feeling that they are enough right like but they are right like that's the most important thing everyone is beautiful in their own way right exactly yeah everybody has their own uniqueness to yourself and even if it does doesn't fit everybody's the typical stereotypes or anybody's standards Mm -hmm. it doesn't really matter what they say in the end You know, it only matters how you feel about yourself and how you see yourself. Yeah, no, absolutely. 
Okay, so moving on to part three of our Revealing Ourselves podcast. Um, Clara, I would love to ask you, what are your passions? What are two of your biggest passions in life? Well, I love the ocean and I love just being around the water. So like to get super good at surfing because that's obviously something I enjoy mm -hmm. and I did enjoy whenever I was with you because you're pretty much the person who taught me how to surf. <laughs> and yeah, just, you know, traveling to as many places I, as I can, seeing all the different lifestyles and everything, and maybe even living somewhere out of the United States someday. Would you like to live abroad? Is that something that you aim for? Yes, it is something that I have seriously wanted to do my entire life. Really? And actually, yeah, and actually... Um, me and my friends talked about how one day we want to live in a van, you know, travel all around the United States and just hit yeah. every single state we can, every single national park, because that's another passion I have is going to national parks, especially with my dad. And I've always wanted to live in Brazil, you know, because I'm Claire 2.0 over there. I Claire love it. I love that term. All right, Clara, and to end our podcast, I'd love to ask you a final question. What would you like to reveal to our audience about yourself? What would you like everyone that is listening to know about you? Well, that is a very good question to end off on. And I would really like everybody to know that in the beginning, I may come off as super shy or quiet, but once you really get to know me, I can be like outstanding and fun, you know, and just... I feel like a cool person to be around. You know, it just takes an amount of time for me to especially get comfortable around you, you know. That's awesome. Thank you so much, Clara. It's been a great pleasure to talk to you today. Any final messages you want to share with our audience? Yeah, just thank you for having me here first off. And yeah, thank you for listening. Awesome. Thank you, everyone. Hope you had a great day. Bye-bye. Mm -hmm.